0: The summary of the Sicha. This week's Parsha at the end of Peyrek Lamed Days Pesuk Lamed Dalad Lamed Gimel Lamed Dalad the the aftermath of the Chetah Egel Hashem said to the ones that sin to me I will wipe them out of my book. Va'Ata Now go and lead the people to the place that I told you my uh, malach will, will go before you and in the future we will deal with the sin And then it says in the, uh, then it says Hashem sent a plague against the people that made the Ego that Aaron made and then the beginning of Ha'erok Lamed Gimel Alef, Hashem spoke to Moshe go up from here you and the people that, I brought, uh, that you brought out of Mitzrayim to the land which I swore to Avraham Yitzchak of Yaakov that I will give it to their children so twice we have the Pesach go lead the, pe- lead the people to Eretz Yisrael so on the Posik Aleph Rashi says you and the people he comments kan amcha. here it doesn't say your people here it says the people what does Rashi mean to say by that? In the in the previous Rashi on this passage it says, um, Leich Ale Mizeh, go up from here." So he says, because because when Hashem was angry, he said to Moshe Rabbeinu, "Lech Rei, go down from the mountain." So therefore, he said to him now that he was appeased, he said, "Lech Ale, go up." He countered the go down with saying go up. So to this. Rashi says, that was in regards to Moshe Rabbeinu, he gave him an aliyah, you know, gave him the out from the go down. In regards to the people, originally he called them Amcha, your people, in other words that they're the people of Moshe, he doesn't want anything to do with them, so to speak. This is talking about the Erev Rav. And now, he called them Ha'am, the people, in other words he included them back into Am Yisrael. But the truth is, why does Rashi have to address atav ha'am altogether that's a normal expression that is a regular expression where he says amcha Rashi needs to explain why does he call him amcha your people but when it says ha'am why does he have to explain that that seems pretty regular and normal and there's nothing to explain so to explain what is Rashi trying to say here he's saying there's another question that can be asked here in regards to Moshe Rabbeinu we understand why he said Leich go up from here because originally he had said Leich and we don't find that he should have withdrawn that Leich and said something positive to it, you can come back up so to speak, but when it comes to the people, to the um, previously he says and now go lead the people so he already called them um. so then why is it that he's addressing them again in that way in other words why is he repeating that whole concept go lead the people or go up with the people to Eretz Yisrael he said it only two Psukim previously and not only does he repeat it again but it comes as a separate uh, as if he was saying something new after he said lech neche, uh, lech then he says Hashem now Hashem has something new to say Leich alei mizev, and go take the people to Eretz Yisrael. but he just said it earlier. why is he repeating it again and he's already included them back into the people by saying in the Tutsukim earlier so what is he trying to say here therefore Rashi says the two psukim are talking to two separate groups of Yidin the first one Lech Nechei is talking to the Bnei Avram Yitzchuk and Yaakov to the Bnei Yisrael, to the descendants of Avram Yitzchuk and Yaakov and regards to them he said that the people that sinned I will they will die and it says HaKad HaShem Yisroam and HaShem sent a plague and they died and now V'Yidav HaShem comes a new thing a new thing that Hashem is trying to say which is is talking not about the Bnei Yisroel it's talking about the Erev Rav the Erev Rav which is not included into Bnei Yisroel as will soon be explained so now he's talking to them you, not to them about them, he's saying that take the people that uh, the Erev Rav and take them to Hetz Yisrael as well they're also going to be going to Hetz Yisrael so therefore there is a need to say Ha'am because the previous Ha'am was talking about B'nai Yisrael so now he has to say Ha'am no longer Amcha and that's why Rashi says this time he doesn't call them Amcha because he's talking about the Erev Rav and he's still not calling them Amcha he's calling them Ha'am which explains why he still says that you brought up the Meretz Mitzrayim in other words, still addressing them as the heir of Rab, the people that Moshe Rabbeinu chose to bring up from Eretz Mitzrayim, and still calls them Ha'am. That's the chiddush of this pasuk. That's why he repeated by Dabra Hashem al Moshe a new thing. You're going to take the heir of too. There were two different groups of Yidden that were that Moshe Rabbeinu was dealing with in regard Hashem and Moshe were dealing with in regards to the Chet Egel. And Rashi already alluded to it before. He says that there were three different types of Misa of death that were brought upon those who served the Aegil. There were those if there was witnesses and a warning they were killed by the sword. The Bnei Levi killed three thousand people. If there was witnesses but there was no Hasra, then they killed they were tied in the Magaifa by Yigav Esaam. And if there were no witnesses at all, so then they died by the water that Moshe Rabbeinu ground up the eagle and gave the Yidn to drink from that water. And those people that we, that were unknown to have served, they died because Hashem knows. But in these three different types of deaths, we find something interesting. By Vayipel, the ones that died from the sword, it says Ha'am. By the ones that Hashem uh, killed through a uh, Magafer, it also says Ha'am. But by the ones that Moshe Rabbeinu gave to drink, it says, Vayashkes Bnei Yisrael, Only Bnei Yisrael, in other words, excluding the Erev Rav. Why is that? It seems from this, that the Erev Rav was not given to drink from the, uh, from the water that Moshe Rabbeinu mixed. And therefore, if there was an Erev Rav person that, ser- that worshipped the eagle, but there was no witnesses, then he didn't die, because he wasn't given to drink the water, and he would have remained alive. Why weren't the ererav given to drink from that water to test them? Rashi says that they that uh, he says that there was he gives a Moshele there was a king that had a bride, and the uh, he gave he gave her over to the maid that they should take care of her, and he left town, and the maid behaved in an immoral way, and the rumor went out that the, the king's bride also was part of it, so the king was very upset. the uh, the protector, the defender, the friend of the bride. Tore up the ksuba, the marriage contract, and he said to the king, "She's not yet your queen. She's not your wife yet, so you don't have to be upset." But later it turned out that she was actually innocent. So the uh, the um, <clears throat> the friend of the bride said to, to the king, "Write a nuksuba." So he said, "You write the nuksuba because you tore it up, and I'll fill it in." And not write. You prepare the nuksuba, and I'll write in the marriage contract. So also, the king is Hashem the, uh, the maidservants are the of Rav they were the ones that behaved immorally Moshe Rabbeinu is the good friend and the yiddin are the bride in other words Rashi says that this whole thing is compared to a marriage situation and therefore Moshe Rabbeinu was giving them to drink like a site, where you test whether she's innocent or guilty so therefore there's no reason to give the of Rav they are the maidservants they're not the bride and therefore, there was no reason to give it to them to drink. And that's why they were left out of that. So, it comes out from this, that as far as the B'nai Yisrael are concerned, anyone that had what worshipped the, the Egil had died in one of the three th- different ways that they would have died. When it came, comes to the Erev Rav, anyone in the Erev Rav that did not have any witnesses that he worshipped the Egil would not have died because he didn't drink the waters. And therefore, this Pasuk, the new Pasuk, Lei mizes talking about, you're going to take up these people from the Erev rab you're going to give them an Aliyah, you're going to elevate them, they did Shuvah, and that's why they didn't die, that's why I didn't uh, have them die, and you're going to take them to Etz Yisrael as well, and that's why this is a new possek talking about a new group of people, not the Bnei Yisrael, that were mentioned in the original possek Tupsukim earlier. But that still leaves the question, how is it, that Dafka the Erev Rav who were in, uh, at fault for the entire story of the Aigil, they should be spared. They're the ones that if they, that there was no witnesses, they're the ones that they shouldn't be um, killed. They shouldn't die because of the Aigil. So the Rebbe answers it, it within, in an interesting way. We, it says that the, Mish, the Gemara says that the Mishkan Shasam has a certain Nitzhi, it has an eternity to it because Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that did it he was the one that put it up even though he wasn't the one that paid for it the Yidden paid for it he wasn't the one that actually fashioned all the the Kalim and the mishkan itself he didn't design it he didn't but he was the one that assembled it at the end and therefore it's called that Moshe Rabbeinu did it certainly then by the Erev Rav, that he was in charge of them and he brought them out and he was the one that was magaya them. And therefore, they have an importance to them. They have an eternity to, the, to them and that's why they were spared because they're Moshe's people. To explain it from the Chassidish perspective, we know that the Egil was something that was completely beneath the Yidden. They would never have done something like that. How did it end up happening? Because Hashem decided, He made Xerod that they The Yetzirah should gain control of them in this matter, and only for the purpose that to give an opening for Bali Tshuva, so that somebody, the Yidin themselves, committed such a great sin, but there is a way, there's a path of Tshuva, and you can do Tshuva. And it doesn't mean only that sometime in the future there should be people that can do tshuva. It means that the Yidden themselves that experienced the great revelation of Matan Taira, but tshuva is something which is even beyond that because So therefore the Yidden had not yet reached the level of tshuva and Hashem wanted to give them that opportunity as well and that's why he brought about, about this whole thing of the eagle. Basically, the, the uh, myla of about Tshuva is that he is able to transform even those things which are beyond the reach of Tzadikim. A Tzadik is not allowed to dabble in something which is Gibel Klebis nobody Nobody's allowed to, but he, a Tzadik would never do so, even though it gives you an advantage of being able to be uh, elevate in the Tzutsis of the Gibel Klebis Atmaeus as well. But about Tshuva, since he did dabble in it, now he has an op- opportunity to be Maila, to elevate those netzutzes as well through tshuva and the Erev Rav having been the ones that perpetrated the greatest sin possible that they should be accepted back in tshuva that the ones that there was no witnesses they will do tshuva and they will be brought back into the fold of Aam. this is the greatest expression of the B'makam Shuvah I'mdim the maile that was accomplished the purpose of the Cheta Egal, why Hashem brought it about and it's expressed in the fact that the erev rav, the ones responsible for it, were able to do tshuva and therefore were elevated lecha lemizeh. They were brought back and brought back into the am. They were brought up and brought back into the am. We find a similar message in the haftira of this week as well. It tells the story of Eliyahu Bahara Carmel that there was a showdown between Elio, the prophet of Hashem, and the Neviy Abau, the prophets of the Baal, where where Hanabi said, we'll each take an, a, an ox and we'll both bring them as karbonus and we'll see whose carbon Hashem will take and then we'll know what, what's the truth. So they were leading two, two oxen so the ox that was going to be brought to the bow said to Elio and Abi, he doesn't want to go, your ox, the one that you're leading is going to be brought as a carbon to Hashem to bless, to sanctify the name of Hashem I should be brought as a, a carbon to the baal. He doesn't want to do that. So Eliyahu Eliyahu Anabi said, You're, "You will sanctify Hashem's name no less than than the this ox that's going to be on my mizbeach." And the reason is because when the yidden saw that the mizbe that the uh, ox of Eliyahu Anabi was burnt by as a as a carbon and the other one wasn't, they all did shuvah, They all declared Hashem Hu so therefore they did tshuva as a result of this ox not being consumed and therefore that gave an elevation that was uh, uh, brought out the tshuva on behalf of the Yidden and therefore that gave uh, equal importance Eliyahu and Anobi gave equal importance to that expression of to what happened as a result of the ox that wasn't burnt as to the one that was burnt and that's the lesson in our day and age, that there are some people that would rather deal only with holy things. He wants to sit and learn, he wants to daven. Does he want to go and teach someone that is that is a balaveira, to bring him closer to, to Yiddishkeit, to bring him closer to Hashem. He doesn't want to deal with the dark side of the world. He wants to deal only with the light. He wants to be in the light. The end, so uh, the, the message is, that dafke erevraf through the inyan of tshuva, that is how we reach the ultimate... Ex- uh, purpose of Matan Teira and it wasn't enough simply to give the Teira and everybody should be Tzadikim Mashem perpetrated that there should be the union of Tshuva because that's where the true purpose of creation is realized